Hit the button. Just, yeah, just start hit the button. Oh, you're recording. Okay, yeah. Uh, welcome to Subjective Waveforms. Uh, my name is Casey Kaufman. I am Leah Lar. I'm Austin Schuler. We didn't have a cold open this time because none of us thought of... I was just excited that I actually had notes for almost every song this time instead of the first five. So... Hey, man, that's fair. Fair. Um, and I Same. mean, we might have a cold open. There might be something stupid that happens in the middle of this and we use it at the beginning. Who knows? But right now. Yeah, today we're talking about sun-upping. Sleep downing. tokens, sun-upping. Downing. So, Definitely a downer. Sun-upping. <laughs> so the first time I listened to this album, it was the first time I ever listened to Sleep Token, Austin sends it to me. And I listen to the whole thing. I'm like, man, this album's fucking brutal. Like, it is a fucking downer. And he tells me, well, yeah, it's not called sun-upping. So from then on, <laughs> I've just called it sun-upping. He's only referred to it as sun-upping. <laughs> so. I approve. It's, like, I I love the overall, uh, like, you know, sun-downing as it is quite a downer for sure. But uh, there's, I don't know it, it's a roller coaster. There's some ups. There's some downs. Uh, Mostly downs. Even yeah. the ups are yeah. somehow downs. Yeah. And I'm so, really confused about it. Since we're already here, uh, we can take this moment to talk about how we first came to hear or know Sleep Token. Because we haven't gotten to do that since we've been on Beat Between the Buried and Me for a few weeks straight. Mm -hmm. We did it on the first episode on like Alaska, yeah. but we haven't done it again because uh, it's been one band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I first listened to Sleep Token like a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago now, probably about a month and a half ago I'd say ago it was now. a couple months ago, actually. Ah, time's irrelevant. Time's hard, I know. Um, we can check yeah, our chats and figure it out. It was very sad, and we'll talk about that, obviously, a lot more. But, you know, I'm really happy with their second album, which we'll get to in the next episode. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, that's that's when I found them was when Austin showed me and I was sad. You know, before I get into mine, Austin, I'm I'm kind of curious to see uh, how you uh, discovered them. I think so. I know you and I probably found them around the same time accidentally and through different circumstances. Mine was um, I want to say it was Discover Weekly on Spotify. Uh, showed it to me right when Calcutta came out, uh, which was the third track on their second EP. I could be wrong on that. Um, I'm actually going to go fact check that because I don't want to sound like an asshole. Um, don't worry. Calcutta. Okay, do. no, Calcutta, Calcutta was the first single off of their second EP. Oh, right, right. Okay. So... Way back in 2017, I didn't get their first single because, or their first EP, I uh, missed that entirely. But uh, it showed me Calcutta, and I added it because I really liked it. It's a very good song. Uh, and then I lost them for uh two years until um, Sundowning started to come out, and they popped back up in my feed. And I was able to experience all of Sundowning as it came out. I think it was every two weeks or every three weeks, another single would come out on the whole album. So 
this night uh, the night does not belong to god came out as a single and i started with that and then every two or three weeks i can't remember the time scale of it at the time uh another single would drop and it would release the entire album up to that point with that single at the end and it would have the uh, sigil as the ep cover and it was very uh very bad for spotify because it had them listed i think it had at six EPs and then when it got over uh six tracks turned them into albums so they had six EPs and like eight or nine albums before they finally <laughs> condensed it all it was really hard to keep track of all of it that's but... wild actually I did not know that <laughs> yeah no Spotify did not know how to handle a re a staggered release like that um wow but it's all cleaned up now there's no evidence of that fuckery anymore but that was my my first experience with them, and I've been trying to show them to people ever since. Uh, I actually might pull up my stats on Spotify for how much I listened to them when sun the year Sundowning came out, because it was too much. Wait, where do you look at stats? Um, you can do... I think it's like SpotifyStatistics.com or something like that. I can't remember. But it. Uh, I have screenshots from one of the yearly roundups that's for spotify.com i think so yeah i think that's what it is or some shit like that oh wow huh <laughs> oh I, I gotta log in with god yeah i can't remember for sure let me double check there's that one there's a couple of them that we used uh spot of stats.com and what was the other one? i can't remember. I, I don't know yeah but it uh, either way, I'm going to just go into this because I listened to them a lot. They were my number one artist. I was in the top 0.5% of their listeners that year. Wow. Ooh, um, wow. Look at your claim to fame. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> the number one song was Dark Signs, which I was really surprised by. Mm -hmm. I don't think it, I didn't think it was that, but uh, here we are. Uh, I guess it's not going to show... I would have to try and go back and find them as to how much I listened to them that year, but it was sure. a lot. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and look at a lot of statistics now that I know that that's there. <laughs> uh, Leah, what about you? Let's. <clears throat> so I initially just found them um, randomly on, on YouTube because uh, at that time... Uh, I would say, you know, it, 2016 is when their initial release came out, initial EP. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's incredible the way that, like, you know, sometimes on YouTube you'll just stumble upon something. Yes. And then you just fall in love with it, and that's just, you know, what you end up loving for, like, the rest of your life. Uh, that's, that's what this became. And, you know, I found them through thread the needle, uh, uh, you know, fields of Elysian. Oh my God. And it's just such a unique style for me when it came out. Cause in, in 2016, it was this really ambient piano stuff that was happening. And then yeah. it just got chaotic. And then all of a sudden there's eight string guitars and yeah. I'm like, what in the hell did, did I just listen to? Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and ever since then, they, they've just been on, on my radar. But yeah, kind of, kind of the same. Like, it, it, 
they, I, you know, I lost them for a minute there. Yep. Uh, you know, they weren't like really doing anything. Do. What's that? I feel like that was easy to do. I mean, just to lose them because of how infrequent they were. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. And then you know exactly the uh, the re- the stagger releases of sundowning uh, caught my attention, and you know I I I like the staggered release thing, but I also mm-hmm. really just appreciate just having a full product to just really dive into. Um, cause to me, it, it, it's kind of like episodes in a, in a TV series. Um, you like to Netflix binge instead of watch them as they come out. Yeah. Cause like, I, I want to, I want to get immersed into the whole yeah. idea and the whole picture. Um, and I, I do like, you know, releasing singles here and there just to get people hyped up for it. But that it was really interesting because it, this actually worked. This worked really well for this album to do that. It it brought in a lot of attention and it brought in a lot of new listeners that ultimately I don't think they'd be quite the hype uh even now if they didn't kind of do that uh you know marketing technique which is amazing um yeah. because they deserve it for sure. Yeah. I think for the, sure. <laughs> the only other thing that I noticed a spike in their listen listenership over time was uh what was it 2020 like yeah it was i have to look up the dates on that but they toured with um issues i think Mm. i would have to double check my facts on that they they toured with a band either issues or a band like issues and opened for them Mm -hmm. in the u.s for i want to say the second half of the year or something like that and that's when I noticed the biggest spike in monthly listeners on Spotify. Wow. It jumped from, I want to say 25,000 monthly listeners up to, I think it 10 times that, up to like 250,000. Jeez. That was yeah. when word really started to get around. These guys their first really US tour. pretty like exploded over a relatively short amount of time. Yeah when they finally hit their their stride do we want to like address the whole what is sleep token thing that people talk about or do we just want to go into the album here you know i i think let's <laughs> let's just jump into it maybe and yeah. kind of explore that as we go cuz it it's just something that just shows up so um, uh, I guess a precursor, because normally when we were talking about all the Between the Barrier and Me stuff, we would name specific band members mm-hmm. um, when we're talking about parts. We don't have that luxury here because everyone is anonymous and the vocalist goes by Vessel. Those are the two things that you need to know going into Sleep Token. Yeah, and I, I suppose, yeah, if, if you're unfamiliar with Sleep Token at all, they're a very mysterious an anonymous band for yeah. sure. There's a couple of good articles I found that kind of touch on what they are, mm-hmm. but uh, we can kind of hop in unless Casey has anything else to add. Um, I mean, I guess the big thing for me is uh, this album is really hard to listen to. <laughs> Ooh, and yes, it's probably also going to be really hard for me to talk about. Um, this, I mean, it, it doesn't get much easier to listen to this album. It's not like this is an album that I'm like, oh yeah, 
I'm just going to put this album on and just jam some sleep token. No, it's like, it's like emotional cutting. Like Nikki, my fiance, she'll watch sad movies sometimes to like get the tears out. Yeah. Yeah. We just throw on blood sport and we, it does the same thing. <laughs> in a shorter um, time period. In a way shorter time period. You get it over a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, same. And, I was looking into just the term sundowning. I don't know if you guys did. No, um, I did not. Sundowning has to do with Alzheimer's. Oh. Um, yeah, fading light seems to trigger um, like confusion, just like overall confusion in Alzheimer's and like, yeah, on Alzheimer's patients, they get like agitated, restless, irritable, confused, disoriented, demanding, suspicious. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I, you can kind of, it almost seems like you can correlate that in some of the songs. It almost seems like they're talking about Alzheimer's in a couple of these songs. Yeah. You can get a lot of those emotions. Yeah. Just put those into like descriptor words next to each song Yeah, as to, wow, that's actually really, huh? Yeah, it's I brutal. like and I like and don't like that a lot. Yeah, I know. I was looking at I was the first time I listened to this album. I was at work, like uh, taking notes, I guess, and it was just like, oh god, <laughs> this is this is tough. Wow, um, that that's actually really interesting. Um, that that certainly brings a new perspective. Um, for me, because that that was something that I I didn't look into in something. Uh, new and wow that's yeah. that's really interesting um i i feel like we need to play the beginning of the night does not belong to god just to like yeah. set the tone because mm-hmm. that's my first note is like as soon as the song starts like i may as well just hold on yeah go for, it, play go, for it, go for it as soon as it starts you can already feel the dread like just the sadness you're like oh man what am i getting into here it's, it's just yeah i don't know for me this part evokes evokes a lot more of like an ethereal like soundscapey dreamlike setting sure more so than sadness i i guess the the tonality of his voice you could get sadness but i get dreamlike that deep note there on the piano really really hits the spine Yeah, I, I think I'm more inclined to be on Austin's side on, on that. Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting that it's super sad. I It's definitely heavy, but, yeah, it's dreamy for sure. I don't know. It's just maybe maybe it's just me knowing what's coming. <laughs> as soon as the album starts, it's just like, oh, God. Here's a, here comes an hour of sad <laughs> i think so the 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 rest of the intro kind of goes on like yeah. this the next like note that i have is mm-hmm. um so uh, all uh, one of their more common things that sleep token does is throughout the song it like ebbs and flows but in a way that is a gradual crescendo throughout the entire song and then it f- uh finalizes out and fills out to usually like a guitar chuggy ending. Sometimes it doesn't have the guitars, 
but usually it crescendos into this big wide open soundscape and yes. like just it, it does a lot of really cool things with that the one of the more condensed times that they do that is on the first chorus of this song um where it'll uh it's like a round every two um, two bars of Vessel saying uh, the night comes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other bar, it adds in another instrument or another part of it to where oh. the final soundscape is all of it. The, uh, the vocals, the synth, the drums, and the guitars. And it lets that play, I want to say four or six times it's an even number of times and then it falls back down to just vocals for a little bit Um, yeah i will actually play that let me have to pull up that song but i can show you exactly what i mean yeah so this is that first um part of the round it's just vessels vocals and the synth and then on the second one the drums come in has that repeat on these bars two more times. And then on bar four, the guitars come in. And it plays in this space. And that's just, that, that is the most condensed example of how they build a song and run it up as a crescendo throughout the entire song. And then it backs off again. So it plays in that space for a little bit. And my, my favorite part of this song is where it cuts back out here at 2.44. We're at 2.30 right now, so we're just going to kind of let it play to that part. Because this is... I I really like this backing off into just uh, acapella, essentially. Yes, this is beautiful. And, like, there's a little bit of distortion in the background, a little bit of vocal choppy that you can pick up on, just these little tiny tones that the higher quality that you can listen to, the better this album gets. That, that makes me appreciate this song a lot more. Because mm-hmm. I didn't real, like, I obviously heard it, but I didn't, like, hear it. Yeah. And then it, yeah, they play in the space, and then they go back after that bridge, it goes back into a chorus again, mm-hmm. and it's just them playing in the space of all the instruments and vessel just for a while. I think they play in it for like eight more bars of that before it fades back out. And it's, it is a very cool, uh, great opening track and a, a good glimpse at what sleep token does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, like lyrically, like it, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting song because it uh, it automatically for me just instills this kind of Christian overtone. Oh, you get it. that. You get that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it it's really interesting. Like not only like Christian overtones, but then also knowing kind of the bigger background of what Sleep Token is and what it's about, um, as far as what sleep is yeah um do you want to do a quick address yeah uh, go yeah. for it i mean we're bringing it up we may as well yeah. go yeah. for it leah you want to head that yeah so i i mean as far as i'm aware um it's 
basically sleep is this massive uh uh religious aspect uh that believes in this deity called sleep um and that that's really all that i kind of know about it um because it's very mysterious too yeah my best guess is whenever vessel is speaking to a another person to another subject he is speaking about sleep the deity um mm. the, uh, her her pronouns are she her so anytime he says hers or anything in the feminine gender you can almost uh you it is a good guess that he is talking about sleep and one of the the weird things for me is uh growing up mostly in around uh christian backgrounds because that's how it is in america <laughs> especially in montana um uh-huh. you you uh, it's easy to draw the parallels between like gospel music and uh sleep tokens music but sleep tokens a lot more contemporary and then um the the other thing is it's weird especially from like uh, having an understanding of uh like lutheran and catholic uh sub-religions how they are in fear of god and their god and where vessel's relationship with sleep is vastly more intimate mm-hmm. absolutely and and very intimate and also um very abstract for yes. sure yeah there, there's just know, a lot it feels of concepts. so straightforward <laughs> there are so many complex emotions no there absolutely is but it's it's really weird because this is just immediately as the opening song gives you like it it gives you an idea and a little teaser and a taste of like certainly what the formula and like what sleep tokens gonna become over the next couple of songs here and it's really good it's a really good opener but um yeah, that was all that I had to say on that one. All right, we good to go oh. into the offering unless yeah. <clears throat> I think we're good to go into the offering which it I I don't know if you guys have looked at the Spotify uh, yeah, plays. I was, was going to say something about it. So last you are. Yeah, um the offering has 7.38 million plays. The My next closest is The Night Does Not Belong to God at 3.32 million. Wow. And it used to be my favorite song on the album, but it's not anymore. And obviously we'll talk more about that once we hit that actual song. Yeah. But it is a good song. I just think I I think it is overshadowed by plenty of other songs if you give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah to do it it's uh, the thing with the offering is is if you introduce this to a person who is a fan of metal uh if you're introducing sleep token anyway the offering is the best chance you have at drawing them in it is about the only chance i think (laughs) yeah because it starts off very sinister Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the chord progression feels just. Do we want to play the intro? Yeah, yeah. Song? Go, go ahead and do that. I mean, that we intro, may as well. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's very sinister and gets super chuggy and aggressive right off the bat. 
Yeah, I mean, this is and super sinister. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is the first song that you showed me. Yes. Because it's the easiest one. It has all the instruments right away to, like, help pull you in and give you a little bit of an idea of what you're getting into. Yeah, that's definitely something I noted is that just Sleep Token has a very good idea of what it is to draw someone in with a lot of different elements, you know? Yeah. Like, there's, there's like, just, you know, rappy sort of, like, there's, like, a hip-hop vibe, you know, going on here. There's some, like, trap vibe. Um, oh, with the synth synth loop? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, this, and there's so many good elements of, like, electronic elements and pop elements and uh, metal elements that it just yeah. is so great. I, yeah. Uh, I really appreciate here he he sings from like he sings from a different part of his diaphragm mm -hmm. on this song versus the night does not belong to God. It gets like immediately more mournful. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. I love the way his vocals come in on this song. It's perfect. Yeah, he. Yeah, it's it's mournful, and then like how tight he gets on certain words yeah to like show the the yearning and like the lust towards sleep mm -hmm. yeah also uh a common theme through at least three songs right now is biting and teeth so take that <laughs> as you will you know uh, this is... and an interesting thing um so i I read the lyrics off of Genius. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they give a little, sometimes, uh, sometimes they'll give a little blurb about it and they're quoting from the actual records uh, label, like from their website yeah. about it. And it, it specifically says it's an exploration of intimacy, intimacy, ritual, worship, and how connecting with someone on a certain level inspires a sense of deeper spiritual significance. So like, I I really feel specifically with this song, it's a reference to Adam and Eve. It has to be. There's so many like, I there's I so could many see that reference. There's so many yeah. elements of like, he mentions a, a garden and he mentions yep. taking a bite and I mean there there's so many specific elements to at least for me just with my knowledge and and understanding of Christian. Uh, religion is that yeah that's definitely an adam and eve reference oh, what is it so let me see i have a note on 217 does anyone have anything earlier than that oh we were just about to get there on i was at 213 oh. when i paused okay it. yeah just go ahead and press play then okay yeah 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 here you go this part so like he's specifically ha hit the isolated vocals here just demonstrates a lot of the emotion that is available throughout this album. It's very raw, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an easy way to to describe his vocals in a lot of songs, I think, is, is raw. Raw. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, uh, he next, masters this. 
next note I have is the bridge to the breakdown at 338. <laughs> yep. Hey, that's right where I was gonna be. Hey, let's just go um, there. This this whole part of the song, like, chills the first time I listened to it. This was yeah. such a powerful song. We'll just start at 336 and go right into it here. Featuring yeah. Tony Eight Strings over here. <laughs> This is a Doom 2016 track. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. it. I mean, it's Mick Gordon inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Guitar it, chugs. This is the first time in the album, mind you, where they go hard. Oh, yeah. There's such a buildup for this. I almost lost my headset there. <laughs> the drop on that. Oh. It's so heavy. I it's love it. Also the first time you really they, they really let the drummer play in the space. Yes. Because mm -hmm. that's a common theme on especially in the next album. In a lot of the quieter songs, they let him just kind of play. Yeah. And have a lot of fun with some really cool fills. Which I truly appreciate. Yeah. Yes. Their, yeah. their drummer, the more I've listened to it, is just extremely talented in playing fills, but in a sensible way. Yes. Where it, 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 even if, even if it's a quieter, more relaxed song, the fill makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. yeah that, I mean. Uh, it just goes like this break, pretty much yeah. to the end of the song because yeah, we only have is this. 30 seconds left and it just kind of quiets out into this ending. So levitate. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I, I have ending notes to the okay. offering because I think yeah. it's important for me when Sleep Token lets every instrument play, that is where it's best for me. Like, just to let everyone do something. Yeah. That's where I enjoy it the most. Um, I obviously enjoy the rest of it, but anytime everything is playing, it's just like, oh, oh it feels so good. They're very good at doing their builds to like yes. to, to make those parts of the songs stand out even more. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, it would lose so much of the flavor if that was the whole song. Yes. Yeah, I like agree. It, that that contrast of in that build up to those points, I think, is what makes Sleep Token sound very, very good. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, levitate. I guess. Go. Yeah. Who? What a journey this song is. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> From gospel to kind of soul to just slightly metal. We're, so, we're we're touching on a bunch of different genres here. Yeah, this this one is the first track on the album that if it comes up on my shuffle of all the songs that I've liked, I can skip this one. Really? Yes. This Aww. is the first this is the first one that I don't feel bad about skipping. It's it does it, it has a lot of really cool parts, mm -hmm. but how long it takes to get to those cool parts. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a I, bit... I, 
I agree with you there. <laughs> um, There's there are three songs on this album that I can skip. Yeah, I've 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 narrowed it down to three. I I it took me a, a lot of thinking on this album on I, uh, as to which ones I can skip. And I think I know which songs they are just based on my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, because for Levitate, I have one line pretty much. Uh. I, I just said, yeah, it's fucking sad. Uh, <laughs> the ending apparently gets really dissonant. I don't remember. I have a note for that. That's all yeah. I have because I just, I just didn't know what to say. I'm looking at the lyrics and there's just not much for me to really, really touch on it's, with it. No, for, for me, like I, I get what you're saying. And for me, like it, it was a really sweet song. I really yes. thought it was sweet. <laughs> It is. Um, and it's got like a lot of emotion backing to it. Yes. But I, for me, I'm definitely getting breakup vibes. Um, <laughs> a lot of this album, I, I feel mean, like I get breakup vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, with that, with that drawing from the Alzheimer's thing, he could be yeah. forgetting about sleep, I guess, could be like how you could interpret it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think the song that, the song that really gets it for me is actually, I think, the next one. Um, Do you have any uh, timestamp notes, Leah? I, I've got a couple. I have one, but for it's at levitate? the end. Yes, yeah. for Levity. Uh, no, I don't. So uh, my first one is at 105, where he, that's one of the first time he, like, really lets go on this song as far as where his vocals go. He sings from deep in his chest. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, it is Levitate where I first started to make uh, some connections to Alzheimer's with okay. how he talks about, uh, I can't tell, or I can tell you won't remember my cracking bones and like all of this. There, there's a lot of remembering, I think, in here yeah. that just, oh. yeah. Hey, yeah. That, that brings it. I didn't, I, I'm going to have to like be pulling these uh comparisons to alzheimer's out of my ass yep, because i didn't fair. have time to think about it well yeah, you're but, good. yeah um so this is i'm gonna press play here yeah go ahead um this part is the first time he's like re- in this song he's really singing from deeper in the chest it was a little bit more restricted and tight up to that point but this is this is a good summation of what the first two and a half minutes of the song are is. Yes. Yeah, I I feel like it it does drag out just slightly. It's... Now the other note I have is a funnier one. Uh-oh. Uh the drum the bass drum coming in here at two thirty seven. Huh? It sounds like in High School Musical. Oh no. When they're going to go into a musical number with basketballs. The bass drum sounds like a basketball hitting the court, and then there's clapping as the other percussion instrument in here. And I can't not think about that now. I'm going to oh, let no. it play, and you you two are just going to have to... <laughs> oh, no. No. Well... So that's ruined, but... It's a high school musical <laughs> song. It's the saddest high school musical song. Um, but Playing that in a high school gym. So. Yeah, so I had I had those notes. Uh, 
my my big notes as far as the sound of it is very reminiscent of like evangelical church music. Yep. Like when they're calling everyone down to the altar to like connect with God or whatever, that's what this song sounds like to me. Or and whatever. Maybe, maybe that's why I don't like it as much is because sure. I had bad experiences with that and it's just not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful in snippets. Like yep. when you played the chorus the first time there, I was like, God, this is nice. And then I remembered listening to the whole thing. I was like, it takes so long to get just here. Yep. And then <laughs> my last note is the surprisingly heavy outro at 410. That's exactly <laughs> yep. what I had as well. Yeah. So it takes, mind you, it takes four minutes to get to this point. So I'm going to start at four minutes. Yeah. Like, And then this part just hits you. Like the, the guitars feel very dissonantly, or very contrasting to the rest of the evangelical feel of before. Yeah. It's it atmospheric is. and heavy, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I. It, it is the whole reason to listen to this song is for the last 30 seconds. For yeah. me. That's, that's my personal take on it. And that's, that's why I can skip it if, if I'm not listening to the album all the way through. You right. just, you speed run it. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 But, um, uh, yeah. I, I do like to listen to this album all the way through probably once or twice a week because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed, but also if it comes up on my shuffle of all of my music, I will yeah. probably skip the song. So that's that's the argument there. Does we got anything else before Dark Signs? Nope. Nope. Oh, I all think right. we're going right into Dark Signs, which my first note is just I like the way the song starts, I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't remember exactly. I think this is one of the songs I actually liked more. This and the next song. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll just start with just yeah. go to the song yeah. here. Yeah, this Oh yes. Yeah, this bass synth, the um the vocal chants in the background. Yep. And then specifically how gritty Vessel's voice is oh, right here. Yeah, that's yep. my first note. It's so gritty. Like it's so raspy just, and there's, I love there's, it. There's so much gravel mm-hmm. in the back of his throat right here. I love this. Yeah, and the lyrics to this song I think are really good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, we're so quiet. It's just because it's like, it's so easy I, yeah. to appreciate this. It is. So it takes what I have on here. It takes nearly a minute for percussion to start. Yeah. Minus the, you got that little bit, but then like they actually have drums come in. Which is about um, to happen. Yeah, so. two, it's two bars before the chorus. Oh, okay. Yeah, right here. Oh. Yep. And like this, this chorus, I hate how relatable it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate it. Well, we may as well just listen to it because we're. Uh... Hey, speaking of hate. <laughs> yeah, we're coming. So this is definitely about a relationship, right? It's self-reflection and and a relationship to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's in between very, his 
main lines, he says, he's saying something, it's hard to tell, but I have it here. He says, I might break and bend to my basic need to be loved and close to somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, this click, this. this click track is fucking cool. Yeah. You know, and then the chopped vocals behind it. I don't I I love verse two. It's so fucking cool. This, uh, like the hi-hat, the clicky hi-hat yep. yes. is the, I, it's my fucking, I hate it. I hate, <laughs> hate I it. hate it. Not on this track though. This is the one track that it's like, oh my God, this totally works. Yeah. But that is the most overused hi-hat ever. But that our pagiator that came in the back there. Oh, it's so love beautiful. That. I love the, the arpeggiator just showing up every once in a while like, <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. Yep. I love that. Alarm bells in your eyes. Yeah. Oh, my this, God. Yeah, no, I, 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 the lyrics on this, on the chorus of this song are, they hit hard and close to home. Mm hmm. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. all around all around one of the best tracks on the album. This is so fucking brutal. It's just, oh, it's such a good song, though. I think one of the other reasons the click track works is they only use it on that verse. It's like yeah. a 40 second interval. Yeah, and it, it's definitely not like overbearing. Yes. It's like yeah. they use it for a purpose and then it's gone. Yep. And it, accent more than anything yeah it's not yeah. the driving force it's the yeah. accentuator it's the uh the uh little little two dots on top of the u hey, umlaut it's mm. almost like i i like this song a lot because by the end all of the instruments are playing again <laughs> yep. yeah yeah the way this song is paced is just perf it's perfect yeah it's not too slow for too long it's just it builds perfectly yeah. Oh, it's it's very good. And I mean, we're at the end of the song. Do you guys have something else you want to say before we hit higher? Because I can pause if you want. No, nope, I got that... nothing. I... Yeah. I'm going to put a flag in the ground on higher, though. Uh, my favorite track, personally. I have a lot. I have a lot of notes on this on higher as well. <laughs> um, I don't honestly remember. Like, I, I have to hear the intro of these songs to really remember what they are, because I haven't listened to these al or this album enough. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, right here, that uh, the key that they're playing in and the guitar effects, mm -hmm. very reminiscent of Tool. Wait. Yes. This whole song. Yes. No. Wait. Hold on. It's. It's a Breaking Benjamin song. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'll give you that, but also Tool. Yes, I I agree. I forgot to put that in my notes, but yeah, Higher is like, this is a Breaking Benjamin song a little bit. So, what is it? Uh, the, I've got a timestamp note here at uh -huh. 128, probably a little bit before <laughs> Same. that. Yep, where it <laughs> cuts all sound and goes into this really just sinister sounding, like that's another mm -hmm. common adjective throughout this, just very... Uh sinister and dark bit immediately after the chorus so if we want to sure. just like yeah. hit the tail end of the chorus at like 120 oh i hit 124 here that's fine yeah 
this, and where they let the drummer just play in this space. I love oh. this. I love this riff. Like, oh. It's so breaking Benjamin y. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have the, you know, it gives me like this really like 2000s yes. sort of like rock vibe, like tool, tool vibe, but it's got like some corn or like yep. some slipknot, something yeah. in there. Whatever guitar effects they use there really evoke that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like whatever pedals are there. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it's drop D because that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The, the only other note I have on this is the debt that I owe bit at 413. Weird. Into, yeah. Into what I think is the heaviest or second heaviest breakdown on the album. Agree. I I have a note coming up in about 15 seconds. Okay. I guess. Um, I don't remember fully what it is, but that's what's most exciting. <laughs> I get to see these oh, treats. This. Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Where it opens. Yeah. And he's like, he he sings from a different part of his uh, throat here. This definitely <laughs> sounds like Tool. Yeah, this de this part definitely does. But yeah, no, the, I, oh, this. This outro, this bridge into the outro. Where, where are we at right now? Like we're at a three ten. Three ten. Yeah. A, a minute from now is. Yeah, I mean we can just skip to that part if you want. Yeah. We should okay. go to about four oh five. Yeah, I will skip right to four oh five. Just to kind of give. It's it's just another chorus, and then immediately after the chorus, it cuts out and this. Yeah. Oh my god. It's straight up dirty. <laughs> oh. Oh, and the nasty. <laughs> oh my god, I love this part. Yeah, oh, God, that's, that's just filthy. I love it. And it just it more gets, distortion yeah. here, even dirtier than the little shriek right here, with the little trill. Yeah. <laughs> you would never think, based on how the night does not belong to God, plays. <laughs> Uh -huh. That this would ever be a thing. That <laughs> That's they in would the do. middle of the album. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. would never know. And there's more of a surprise later that I'm excited to talk about. But yeah, Higher is just an awesome song. It's... I think it deserves more recognition than the offering in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. My, 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 uh, going into Take Aim, do we got anything else? Uh, um, I don't have I, anything cause... else right away, but. I I wanted to just mention the chorus. Like for mm -hmm. me, a lot of this stuff is is kind of hard to to read and take in um, lyrically because it 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 really hits home for me. Um, a lot of these lyrics I can draw direct uh, direct ties to, and I feel it 
really mm-hmm. heavily and especially like with this chorus because it, it's it's just really interesting because um, I look for Scarlet and you look for Ultraviolet and we are exhausted by all this pretending we just can't res- we just can't resist the violence but each time we battle the blood and the fury takes us a little higher so like it's it's really just talking about like a failing relationship yeah um yeah. and i really those words really resonate with me uh <laughs> as fair. does a lot of this album i feel like you know if you have recently been through some sort of relationship uh problems like this uh this can speak to you yeah this very album is very so. is very good to listen to when you're uh need some emotional healing from a a a relationship ending yeah poorly yep. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah definitely have the asterisk on there of poorly yeah <laughs> uh-huh. um but so my because my my notes on take aim like mm-hmm. the first one it's really hard to follow up that outro yeah and oh yeah this uh, take aim does an okay job at it like it's not the best Mm-hmm. And I start I, the it, song, I guess. Yeah, and... it, it falls short only because it was following up the outro of Higher. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like it. Yeah. That, that's that is that is Take Aim's biggest grievance is that it follows up uh, Higher, Higher, and it just yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a good song by itself. I like yes. it. But the placement on the album just doesn't give it any any credit. It, I feel like it's at a good spot in the album part, but yeah, definitely just the, the sound difference between the outro of Higher just coming into this, I feel yeah. is a little, uh, I don't know, it's a little off somewhere. Yeah, I, I am glad that it's a it's one of their shorter tracks. Yeah, mm-hmm. 3.39, yeah. Because it's it it's a soundscape that I enjoy that they played in a shorter time period because I wouldn't want to be here for the full five and a half minutes. Like no, definitely not. I, I, the the other that that is what another thing for this song is. I'm glad it's shorter because it does it does it a lot of justice mm-hmm. to have this ethereal sound with that little like plucky guitar in the it's, background. It sounds almost happy. Yep. And then you read the lyrics, you're like, <laughs> boy, do howdy. Oh, yeah. How That's you right. can make a happy song sound sad, and you can make a sad song sound happy. I don't know how you do it, but uh, you do it. One of these days, we'll get into uh, Paramore's After Laughter if we want to do that, of Ooh. how you make something sound happy, but it's the saddest fucking thing. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it. Paramore yeah. is well on our list in a way. I mean, I yeah. we haven't talked about it, but it makes sense that we would hit that at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's that's one I want to hit eventually because that is that is something that like follows the similar structure of it. Sounds like really, it sounds pretty good because of the uh, major chords bounce around to give it this really happy feel. Yeah, but the lyrics hurt. Something that I notice about as we're talking this album is way easier to just talk over than a between the buried and me album uh-huh. yeah, because there's not 12 billion things happening at once no. 
definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no, this this is a uh, one of the albums I can fall asleep to because of how ethereal it is. <laughs> like it's just it's it's a it's a soundscape that allows me to kind of drift off, and that's yeah, really pleasant. I feel like this is a the best time to talk about how this podcast really was going to start because this is giving me the same vibes. Um, I would go and visit Leah in the town that she lives in and we would go for like midnight walks while just listening to music and just talking. And that was the whole basis for this podcast is we just wanted to be able to do this more since we live, you know, three hours apart. And so we really wanted this podcast to harken back to, you know, our midnight walks where we're just talking about music or anything and just chilling. And this song really brings me back to that. Yeah, agreed. Because, I mean, it's just a great song and like a great idea. You know, we're just we're just talking about music while it's playing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love it working our way into give unless someone has something to talk about more no, about I, take aim the no. game doesn't it doesn't stand out enough for me to have a lot of notes about it yeah it's just a good vibe um this song i only have like one major like actual note i guess yeah and that's at the end of the song is it the in, bridge in, at 234 the, no actually but oh, okay. we can do that um, no, it's actually from like 3.30 until the next song because I think okay. it's just important to... It is so important to, to listen to the end of this yes. song and go into the next song. It is yeah. It is well, the most important part of this whole album. Because... I, I do have one note before <laughs> yeah. that, though. Oh, it's, yeah, at, so, it's at 120. 120. Uh, okay. Let's do that. And it's just, I'll tear the fiber from the filament. Just how raw and brutal like that emotion is, is just... Yeah. yeah, just brutal. Like it comes out of nowhere too. And I like the way he delivers that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's, uh, this is a, a he he has a lot of falsettos, mm-hmm. and it's it's very good. Like the chorus for the song is one of those like just purely falsetto, and it's he does a really good job at it because I I it's something that I don't see a lot of metal artists do. Is singing a falsetto right yeah yeah no it's i i really appreciate that. i appreciate it too yeah this is Uh-oh. actually one of their happier songs on the album not that you can tell <laughs> uh-huh but reading the lyrics i mean it's not that sad i mean it just feels like he's i mean i, I guess the line to, to really talk about is i will be watching for your enemies to let them know that they contend with me oh well, that's yeah. sweet yeah oh, what, so this is the bridge at 234 right we're coming up on um, that yeah right now <laughs> i love the isolated vocal It's so easy to just shut up and let him carry this podcast right now. Oh, dear God, I know. Shut the fuck up and let Vessel talk for a while. <laughs> Worship. Yeah, and, then, and then it just adds a couple uh, layers. And I mean, we're about to hit 3.30 into the next song. So, I mean, I guess final mm. notes here. Uh, we have about 50 seconds. So if you guys want to say anything. No, it's just giving me some Phil Collins vibes. That's about it. I can see that. Yeah. I'd give that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give that. 
I'm so fucking funny. Shut up. So, can I predecess the transition we're about to get? Go ahead. Is Say what you want. Equal to a slap in the face. It's a lot like in Alaska with uh, Robo Turner. Yeah. Those, those, uh-huh. those two parallel so much because Give sounds very sweet, very soft, very kind. And Gods comes in and says, hey, motherfucker. Yeah, here in about six seconds, we're about to... Here's a snare drum, and here's the rest of the band. Here we go. This Uh, is the biggest surprise on the album. Yeah, to be honest, I was not prepared for this. Uh, My first note's coming up really quick. At 022 to 043, the drums. Pay attention to the, the drums and those fills right here. Just so much control That's and how like so tight sick. those little fills are. Yep. I love them. Uh, and then my other note here coming up again at 105, uh, that cutoff into yeah. just the piano and the ethereal backing vocals is a great contrast to how harsh the rest of the song is. Because yeah. technically, I think we're in a chorus right now. I know it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> This is so nice. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome to Pleasant Happy Town in the middle of whatever the fuck God's is, huh? Yeah. My first note on this song is just what the fuck. <laughs> what um, the fuck? And I love this song because it's so vastly different. The vocals really aren't my cup of tea, but just the break from the straight, the straight up sadness just gives me what I need to make it through the rest oh. of this album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I give us a little, little pause. Did did you guys look at yeah. the lyrics to Gods? Um, I did at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, let me pull it up again. So I have it. Yeah, it's, okay, it's yep. pretty angsty. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it is very like, I am angry little man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, for for me, it's like, it's almost, it, it's very high school angst. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. There's a lot of emotions and that could, pro- that probably loops back around to like the confusion and anger parts of sundowning. Like this is like the one song, like its whole, its whole emotion is just anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this song's just <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Uh, what is it? So like, at, I think at two twenty two, that really happy part ends. Yeah. Got it. And it goes Ooh. back into. Yeah. It goes back into the heavy part of gods, and then, uh, two forty seven. That's a really low and distorted note. Yeah, we're at 240 now. Here it comes. 245. Ah. Ooh. I didn't hear that first yeah, that note, was, I think, the first time I listened to this. That it was go- gnarly. It goes so fucking low. Like, blah. Is that the brown note? Yeah, basically. 
hey, somebody put poop in my pants. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is uh, I think, the other heaviest breakdown on the album besides oh. Higher, but it doesn't hit as hard because the rest of the song sounds like it. Higher's yeah. breakdown hits because it's... ASMR breathing. Yeah, very much a contrast to the rest of the album. Gods is like, here's a breakdown in the middle of our breakdown song. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh and Sugar. And, uh, Sugar, my favorite song on the album. Oh, it's so good. It this... wasn't on first listen, but as I've been listening to this album more and more, I think I've listened to this song like 20 times. Th this this th one is the track that got Brenna, my fiance, into Sleep Token. That's awesome. I, yeah, I could see this song being something in her alley pretty easily. Yeah. It's um, instantly mesmerizing and hypnotizing. Haha, <laughs> system of a down <laughs> reference right there. But it really is though. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. hypnotizing. Like yeah. it's Well and this one has the the first instance I've noticed in Sleep Token of a very pop structured song. Yes, yeah. Like yes. It, it it has it has the, the song structure of verse chorus verse chorus with like the the crescendo isn't as apparent mm -hmm. until the end of the song uh where was it the that like really um super powerful scream almost yeah. at mm -hmm. 221 yeah that the, was uh, my note for this in fact i think i want to listen from that part to the end of the song ish yeah, yeah. If, like if... the the contrast is his vocals are like this for two and a half minutes, basically. Yeah. It's very reserved, very straining. The vocals are in the back of his throat instead of his chest. Mm -hmm. yep. And then he opens up at 221 with this yell. And yeah. there's a, uh, my note was froggy synth backing it. <laughs> yeah. Until the breakdown around 250. Yeah. So like, we can just skip to that, like probably 220. Yeah. yeah. Yes. EDM dance party. Yeah, and he's just, he's singing more from, he's going further and further into his chest yep. as he progresses into this bridge. I love when they finish this part and get in with the instruments. Yeah. Like, oh, it, best part on the album for me, hands bellow down. bellow on sugar right here. Yeah. Oh. Great, great. 10 out of 10. Yeah. One of the best, like, standalone 10-second bits on the album. And, oh. and he sings Sugar differently every time. <laughs> he says Sugar, Sugar, and Sugar. <laughs> he changes where the A is. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh. It's not just copy yeah. and paste, you know? Uh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, that, yeah, that minute and 15 seconds is the reason why this song is my favorite. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Oh, I'm really the, glad we got to Sugar, though. Yeah, me too. I've, I've been looking forward to talking about this song for a while. I don't even have that much more to say. It's just like no. being able to listen to that again. Oh, I dropped something. It's just so good. Yeah. Oh. So, and then right back to this. <laughs> it's time yeah. for me to shit on the album. <laughs> yeah, well, 
You're not the only one. Um, <laughs> have you Leah, looked at the plays for Leah, this song? Yeah, I know. Leah, Leah, how do you feel about the next two tracks? Um, We're just going to group them together real quick. Yeah, there's nothing super special. Um, you know, I have like a couple of things, but honestly, uh, Say say That You Will is my least favorite on the album. There, it for me there it's a good song there's just nothing special that makes it stand out over something that didn't already stand out that sounded very similar before on the album you know like yep. there's definitely stuff that came before this that just had the same vibe same emotions and it's like okay cool this one just doesn't have anything special for me yep yeah yeah <laughs> i'm I'm grouping these together because I don't want to spend too much time on them. Like mm-hmm. that's, I, this is a this is a personal vendetta against these songs. Um, Say that you will, I think, is the better of the two. Yeah, in my opinion. I agree. I actually have a a timestamp in there. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I didn't take the time to listen to either of them fully enough through to get timestamps because I knew that I didn't like these songs. Yeah, I, yeah. I've listened to this album enough to know. I don't care about these songs and I'm sad that they're on this album because it's a it is a hard thing to listen to this in the like I wish they would have just put Jaws one of their singles in place mm-hmm. of uh one of them because it, it, the fact that both of them are here in a row really sucks. Like take out Drag Me Under and, and put Say That You Will just before Bloodsport and in Say That You Will's spot put Jaws. Would have yeah. been a great, great, great structure. But Yeah. I mean, we can play the timestamp really quick. I honestly yeah. don't even hit, remember what it yeah, is. Yeah, hit up your sure. timestamp because um, I'm interested to know what you found. Yeah, me too. Uh Leah, did you have any timestamps on either of these songs? You know, on um on Say That You Will, I have at two fifty five just Okay. Uh, it's a super heavy atmospheric breakdown, and okay. I'm into it. Uh, at 34 seconds, I apparently liked how he sings the chorus with the piano. Okay, well, let's hit up that first part, 34. Oh, yeah. Oh, the falsetto yeah. here. Yeah. The chorus here, I just think, is really nice to listen to. Yeah. Um, just yeah, doesn't that's... Do any, it doesn't do anything for me that nope. the rest of the album hasn't done. No. No, it's just the only real noteworthy thing that I found on the song. Just yep. make a quick note. And where did you say you're? Uh, two thirty, right? Is that what you said, Leah? Two fifty-five. Fifty-five. Oh, this breakdown. I did like this mm-hmm. part of the song. That's this breakdown is why I like it more than Drag Me Under. Yeah, I think the problem is that this song is five minutes long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes three minutes to get to this. Yep. It was like, this was the only thing that really stood out to me because I was like, oh, like, I I like the atmosphere. But yeah, it just, it took a while. Do do you guys have, well, I mean, I know Austin doesn't, but Leah, do you have any timestamps for uh, Drag Me Under? No. Huh. Well, I have only one thing that I really want to say, I guess, about it. Um, I don't have any timestamps. Um... Do we, do we want to move on to that, or do you want to play yeah, this let's just throughout? Move on. Yeah, let's, let's just move on. Okay. I'm so, okay. <laughs> Drag Me Under. It's bold of them to make a sequel to Pull Me Under. Um, 
Much sadder does not have Mike Portnoy. Three out of ten. Okay. Um, that's that's drag me under. Uh, how about Bloodsport, huh? <laughs> my first line in my notes is "fuck." Here we go. <laughs> so, I I think I think Leah I, from talking to you a little bit before on the road trip mm-hmm. about this song. Do you want to head off this song? Because I feel like you have the most, like, the deepest connection to this song. I've cried yeah. at least three times to this song. I think that's it. I don't Yeah. This, I don't know uh, how many times you're at on Cry, like, the tally marks. But You know, I I certainly have lost count because even even now, like, it, it's hard to listen to that song. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've found... That's how, like, I almost, uh, like, that's how I got back into Sleep Token was um, I had recently been through a breakup um, with my partner of four four years, um, and I, I recently just found this song, and specifically the uh, um, From the Room Below version, which is uh, a song that he does of the off of the deluxe version of this um that's just a piano version of it and dear god uh it it resonated with me so much because it was it you know the breakup was so fresh um i'd say this was like a month afterwards or something like that and it was a daily continual listen for me because everything in this song just really connected with me and i never understood how toxic of a relationship I was previously in um, really until like I got out and was able to look at material and uh, resonate with stuff like this, that, you know, even just the main concept of this is I made loving you a blood sport. And, you know, when you, when you're in a relationship that you just work, um, you know, tirelessly at, and, you know, you, you don't even realize like, you are making uh, this relationship like loving someone else, like almost a physical, literal blood sport, um, you know, it, and it could be physical or it could be mental or emotional. Um, but yeah, just everything resonated with me so hard that, yeah, I, I literally have lost count of how many times I've cried because this song makes me cry basically every single time. It's so intense yeah yeah it's <laughs> yeah it is his vessel at his most raw and emotional mm-hmm. the the like loss of vocal control mm-hmm. towards the end is powerful to say the least mm-hmm. and I, it is it is still his most emotional and vulnerable, even with the new album out. Oh yeah, that, by far uh, he ever is, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so fucking good. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, do you do you got any like? I I have a couple specific sections I want to hit, talk about. I I do too. Um. But do we just want to kind of like play the song and talk over it and then ah, just shut up on uh, some bits where we need to shut up? 
because I think yeah. we all have a good sense of where those bits are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my first one's at 115. Mine's 112. That Yeah, so yep. that same spot. Yep, yep. weird. Oh, God. I think when I listen to The Night Does Not Belong to God, I immediately think of Bloodsport, and I think that's why I feel so sad with the first song. Mm-hmm. It's because I know that the you end of this album is just... It's creeping up on you brutal. very slowly. And I, I really don't have personal experience with something that that really puts me into this sort of space. Mm-hmm. But when I mean, I've had a, a really bad breakup, but it wasn't like this, I guess. Yeah. Ugh. The layered vocals here on this chorus. It sounds so full even on Spotify. Yeah. This is... It, it, no matter the quality, you still get the the emotion yes yeah. right now in the beginning of the song he still has all of the control of the rest of the album he's singing from the place he normally sings in a very comfortable spot at the bottom of his throat is where it sounds like it's coming from yep and just Art. the piano so part play. here yeah i love this the way and, he and says so let's play and then it gets into this it's just mm-hmm. like this bellow at somewhere yeah that's where he that starts. That line there. Oh. He starts to lose control a little bit. A little bit of that temperance is gone. Yeah. The pure emotion just really comes out in his stressed, clean vocals here. Mm-hmm. Ah, this line. The drums coming oh, in here. Yeah. Yep. It's I want to choke up chunks of my own sins. Like yep. that's in- <laughs> that's intense. That's metal as fuck. Uh. Oh yeah, this, this this whole is... part here gives me the the shivers down the spine. Right here is two twenty three, right where it opens up. Yep. Yep. Right here. It goes. This this the, the sound at its widest. And the 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 build up to the other somewhere bellow, mm-hmm. where it's it's just shy of being stressed vocals. Oh, I love this right here. That somewhere is where like I fell in love with this song on my first oh listen. Oh my god! Through. Yeah. Like I, I liked it. I, I was, I was enjoying the song on this on my first listen through, and then he sh- just screamed there, and I was like, holy fuck! And this part sucks. I hate it, in the best way possible. <laughs> Him crying? Yes. Yeah. Him crying at the end of the song. I fucking hate it, but I love it. Him crying at the end, just like anyone who actually listens to this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the exact emotion of you know, it's it's him just being raw. It's yeah. and it's uh it, it feels like acceptance. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like tears of acceptance at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And at least that's how I interpret it. Is yeah. It just yeah. It, it it's it is a finality of sundowning and it's it is a good good thing to end on yeah like as as rough it is as it is as hard as it is is a good thing to end on Mm -hmm. but we're not going to end there (laughs) we've got the deluxe edition (laughs) we've got just the four songs of the deluxe edition which one of them we've already listened to sort of (laughs) yeah we can just kind of play there's not too much different between there i have one note the... for Bloodsport to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, I feel it's it's definitely slower. For it one. is slower. Yeah, but I almost I mean it's a lot more raw. I think in mm. in some places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. That this this line. I mean this whole thing here. just ugh. it's it's just raw yeah he's he's singing from a very emotional place and it's it's so cool like I, I, I'm he's doing it from a place of anonymity as vessel but mm-hmm. like it is just so relatable knowing I don't know it's it, it is a it is oh, hold on right Yeah, yeah, just that, just that. It's so, it's so fucking raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what the next song, "Shelter"? Yep, is the only one that's not a uh, a cover. cover or a. Well, I guess "Bloodsport's a cover of "Bloodsport." Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's the only, at least as far as I know, it's the only one that's not a cover. Yeah. Um. I mean, we, we both yeah, we, we both we did looked. some research beforehand. I mean, if it is a cover and someone out there does know that, I guess I, let us know on... Correct us. <laughs> well, I, we didn't talk about it before, but I guess we could talk about it now really quick. We have social media. Not that anyone would know because we haven't advertised it yet. Um, we've got a uh, Twitter. The handle for it is S underscore waveforms because subjective waveforms was unfortunately too long for Twitter's weird kink shame of length and then yeah our uh, link tree is link tree slash subjective waveforms all on word that's where we're going to list all of our other social media as we have them we do have a facebook page technically uh we're after the um facebook blackout last week we're definitely staying away from facebook but we want to like have it so that none of you fuckers out there can steal it <laughs> so we have it it's under our control yeah, but we're gonna do the same not, thing with Instagram as well. Yeah, we're not using it. Um, there, yeah, there might be some other uh, stuff that opens up, but for the most part, we're basically just gonna rely mostly on Twitter and Twitter interactions. So. Yeah, and I mean, we'll throw the link tree in the the link for it in the description as well, so yeah, people can can figure out where where we are and yeah, we could probably also put our put uh, some links to where you can find our podcast as yeah, far as at uh, all the places. Yeah. Wherever you, li- we post podcasts too. 
links yeah. everywhere where you expect the links to be. Yeah, yep. we're, we'll figure it out. So, social media isn't exactly my forte, so. Yeah. It's, I know <laughs> a little bit about it, but yeah. uh, backing up to Shelter. Yes, Shelter. Um, uh, as we were saying, if you do know <laughs> if this song is a, a cover or not, you can let us know on, like, yeah. say, Twitter. Yeah. Go ahead and just add us or whatever. Yeah, um, fo- follow us if you if you want. You don't have to, but you can. Yeah, well, we'll that's probably where we're going to post, let you know, like, when episodes are going live or have yep. gone live. Twitter would be the first place to know. It's not an RSS feed. Um, yep. So, Shelter, uh, do you have any notes, Leah or Casey? You know, I just thought it was a super cute song. Yeah. I, I really vibed to it. Um. I don't know. I didn't go too deep in into the lyrics, but I can definitely see like some parallels uh, between like some some sort of religious sort of aspects, but also like relationships. And for some reason, I I got this vibe of like maybe maybe Vessel is using religion as a coping mechanism for dealing with a flawed relationship, like especially with this song like there's a lot of talk about like shelter and like certain roles like i feel like that they would play um and and i don't know like i i feel like maybe vessel is like he's in a flawed relationship that is failing but instead of like recognizing that they both use religion as like a a means to like either stay in the relationship or to like cope with it. I'm not yeah. sure. That's really deep to get into it, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the the one thing I noticed from Shelter because Shelter sounds pretty much the same throughout. It's pianos. Yeah. It is very a unfiltered piano over uh, with Vessel's vocals coming over the top of it. So there's not a lot of like specific spots to pop, uh, poke at. Uh, you can really talk about the lyrics, though. Problem with the lyrics is they're very, uh, how do I put this, metaphorical. Yes, yeah. Uh, this is one of the hardest for me and my uh, untrained brain to understand exactly what he means and what the what the metaphors are because, like, like I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of emotion, a lot of like. I'm sure this has a lot more meaning, but when I hear it and when I see it, I don't, I have trouble understanding where he's coming from and what it means. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. This one, this one can be pretty cryptic too. Yeah. Um, I, I just see like a lot of those parallels cause there's also just like a formula that I'm starting to notice with these songs on this album is it's very like formulaic in the way that it's written. So, you know, I already saw a lot of the relationship religious aspects and it's like, yep. Okay. That's rinse and repeat, you know? So the next song on here, if we, if we don't have anything else to say about shelter, uh, when the party's over, Billie Eilish cover. Yep. It is. Uh Uh-huh. That was very surprising when so the uh I was on the uh Sleep Token subreddit at the time and people were they they posted the track listing on I want to say like Amazon Music or something before the deluxe edition came out 
and people were like, a Billie <laughs> Eilish cover? <laughs> They're like, okay, I guess, but that's weird. And I think he does a pretty good job he, at it. He does. That's, I mean, uh, that is actually one of the uh, one of the Billie Eilish songs I actually really like is yeah. when the party's over. She she does a really good job with with that song. It's very dark and very uh dreading sounding. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah. and it's the more I thought about it as it was coming out, I was like, you know, that's actually a perfect sleep token song. It is a great great cover song you know vessel covers and does whatever the fuck vessel wants to this is fair this is fair <laughs> yeah you you don't fuck with vessel because i mean even before this like vessel was doing uh hey uh yeah that's fair but hey is also one of those songs that is uh it sounds happy but it's really fucking sad and anytime someone covers it and they make it sad you're like oh the lyrics are really sad yeah and that's what they did yeah um, i actually I, I'm gonna just play a little bit of when the party's over just yeah, to remind ahead. myself of what it sounds like. So yeah. we're we're going in on this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the 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 only um part of this song that I was sad that he didn't do was he didn't go as high as I know he could have mm -hmm. on the like it like that, like it yeah. like that bit. Uh, he goes pretty high, but it's not the same note as Billie Eilish. I, like, I'm pretty sure he could have hit that. But, I'm pretty sure he could have, but I mean, it's it's it, Vessel just doing what he's doing. Also in a one-take recording, like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was first listening to this, I actually, like, I've only listened to the Billie Eilish song, like, I don't know, three or four times. I didn't realize it was until until this, and I was like, "Isn't this this Billie Eilish?" Uh -huh. Yeah. And I went looked, I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" <laughs> yep. And then uh, I, that's that's all I really had on when the party's over. I just kind of want to play. I want to dance with somebody. Let's do that because I okay. really enjoy this one as a I. I was surprised that he picked a Whitney Houston Whitney song, Houston. and I was surprised that he picked I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah. Well, the, so I was at a wedding recently, <laughs> and they were playing this song afterwards. Everyone was dancing to it. Fucking banger of a song. Everyone's having a great time. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to this like, how the fuck? <laughs> Do you make one of the like happier songs in the world sound like this? It's beautiful, but like, what the fuck? No, for real. <laughs> like, oh, I I really love this chorus. How he sings it. Yeah. It's oh, it's so good. I. It's beautiful. This this is a this is one of my favorite kinds of covers is how you sing it and make it your own. Yeah, this is a, this is a beast of its own for sure because yeah. this is definitely not the Whitney Houston version. No. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. This, is, oh, this is up there with uh, what? Is, I gotta remember the the name of the song. That's. The one song Kate covered that they sang it like really cake like. 
but uh, what the fuck is that song? I'm gonna lose my mind. I don't know. Give me a second. Oh, I will survive. Oh, Cake, yeah. Cake's cover of "I Will Survive," like how they really made that their own. Mm -hmm. That's that's what this is super reminiscent of. Is how just takes the lyrics and takes the song structure and then just makes it sound like theirs. Yeah. Because honestly, like if you didn't know that this was Whitney Houston. You'd just be like, this is a really strange direction for Sleep Token, but okay. Like, yeah, the, the the lyrics don't really fit the rest of the album, yeah. but I'll take it, I guess. It sounds like them. It sounds good. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good, a second good closer mm -hmm. to the... Uh, also, I'm really mad. Um, they recently were selling tickets to The Room Below, Oh. For a pre for a like very intimate concert, <sighs> like I want to say this week is when oh. they're selling them, and it's all the way in London. I mean, of course. And I'm just really sad because that is probably that is a uh. that is an experience that I would love to have, but it's so much money mm -hmm. to get over there and see that live. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that. <laughs> what, the cost, cost, yeah. what the cost what the cost because the tickets are probably like a hundred bucks if that mm -hmm. yeah but but the plane the tickets. plane tickets the Ooh. hotel room getting the passport uh <laughs> yeah that's rough. <sighs> no i'm i i will hope someday they do some smaller thing like that in the u.s but mm -hmm. uh, oh another thing i just wanted to know um when I was talking about this uh, band a long time back with our buddy, mutual a mutual friend of ours, Jordan, um, they and I compared Sleep Token to if you took Bastille or Hozier and then made it chuggy in some parts <laughs> and a lot more ethereal, as ethereal yep. as Hozier is. Yep. That's <laughs> there you go. That is one of the best descriptors of Sleep Token I've ever heard because it's basically Chuggy Hosier. Um, that is very accurate. I will give you that. <laughs> we have anything else to say in closing? This this took a lot out of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just listening to it and talking about it again. It, this is the most tired I've been after doing one of these episodes. And it's, ugh, it's just, it's brutal. Yeah. Brutal I mean, stuff. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a, it's a tough album. And we skipped two songs basically, which mm -hmm. is pretty entertaining. We had to, they're not, they're, they're not worth talking. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, I guess. <laughs> Our next episode, we, we this is bi-weekly, right? I don't post yeah, the episodes. Yeah, we're, yeah, okay. we're going to... The, the next episode will be up on hopefully the 27th as long as nothing catastrophic happens again. Yeah. Our, um, yeah, in case you want to talk about what our next episode is. Uh, it's going to be This Place Will Become Your Tomb, which is going to be way easier to talk about. <laughs> I am actually really excited to talk about that one. Um, yeah, I was excited to talk about too. bits and pieces of sun-upping, but this place will become your tomb. I mean, there's, there's a lot of anticipation building up with this one with how I, we'll talk about more of it 
in that episode. But with how they were releasing little teasers, Mm -hmm. I was getting really excited because they were dropping a lot of uh, breakdown kind of things. And it was... Yeah, we've had Ooh. we've had a good month to sit on it right now, and by the time we get around to recording the next one, it'll uh, the album will have been out for I want to say six weeks. Yeah, that mm-hmm. should have been enough time to kind of take out uh, some of the recency bias in our listening and our talking about. Mm-hmm. But also, this place will become your tomb. Hits a lot more than uh sundowning did like i would say it it had a higher hit percentage rate for me as far as the number of songs that are listenable all the way through and just there's there is only i I want to don't want to spoil too much but there's only a couple songs that on my initial run through were not easy to go back and listen to because i didn't enjoy them but now that i'm i don't know how many times through yeah uh they're all good so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited because I feel like this, the these two albums literally it uh, it is literally night and day between. Oh. Them. Uh, I mean, yeah, sundowning <laughs> yeah. is the blackest night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, that's just a teaser for you. Uh, in two more weeks, we'll talk to you about how we really feel. You got anything else to say? Yeah, I mean, after that, I think we're going to hit Others by No One, which I don't know how many people even know who they are, but I'm really excited to get into them because they lie. are a treat. I think I've only listened to them while we were in the car, so yep. that's going to be really fun for me. To... I'm really excited for you to dig into it, honestly. Yeah, Leah I'm and excited. I have listened to it because I, I got her into it. Yep. But that's, it's, it's exciting. I'm yeah, excited no, to time. go to the next album and then Others by No One. Yeah, you, you basically get Virgin Ears going into Others by No One. Uh, Which, and then we haven't... Yeah. Have we have we talked about what's after that or is Others by uh, No One coming out? Others by... Uh, they come out with an album on the 22nd, so next week. Okay, um, so we're going to be doing... We'll be doing both of those. Of them. And then I think we might do our, our new segment. Okay. Um, which I don't really... I don't know if we've talked about it yet. And I don't really want to talk about it yet. Cause we still have some more things to iron out with that, but yeah. we got something fun coming up and I'm pretty excited to do it. So much fun. Um, but yeah, we will talk to you guys on the 27th. Hopefully with this place will become your tomb. This has been subjective waveforms. I am AC. I am Leah. And I'm Austin. And we'll talk to you later. <laughs>